Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance, we got action, romance. we got comedy, we got everything you need, man. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know for all your superhero needs. Uh, ro I, I don't know about this romance, what part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches, and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know! Alright, so come on down to wait, why did I say come on down? To Superhero Stuff You Should Know. What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. If you like music and you like podcasts and you like to laugh and you like to learn, you need to immediately subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Each week on the One Hit Thunder podcast, we dive deep into the story and back catalog of a one hit wonder band or artist. From there, we have a good healthy discussion as to whether they brought the one hit thunder or were nothing more than a one hit wonder. We have a huge back catalog and we've done episodes on everything from Don't Worry, Be Happy and the Macarena to King of Wishful Thinking and Cumbersome. I promise you're going to love the show more than Jay Kwan loved getting tipsy and even more than Bobby Boris Pickett loved making alternate versions of the Monster Match. Subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your podcasts. to another episode of Horror Movie Night. This week we're talking about a movie that I picked. This one was me. Uh, and it is called <laughs> what a Loch Ness Horror from 1982. So I'll open the floor. First of all, any questions? <laughs> uh, you know, I think the movie luckily was pretty clear and concise. So I don't have a lot of questions about the movie. Uh, though, Matt, what the fuck? So <laughs> are you upset about this? No. Are you surprised no. by this? No, but I do want to know. I want to know. So, I think. I guess. I guess. I'm still. There is always still an element of surprise. A little bit. Yeah. I just need just 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 lay it on the line, buddy. Did you go? Were you did, were you on set? What's yeah? What happened? I was there. <laughs> Are you familiar no. with this? So what happened was you've talked about this before as well, but I do love watching trailer compilations, and at one point I was looking at this trailer compilation, and I saw just the most incredibly dumb trailer for a movie called Loch Ness R. And I thought, 
oh, I probably I kind of want to see that. And almost as if God herself heard my request. <laughs> like a month later, I was at a horror convention, and there on the VS, VHS PS shelf was Loch Ness Horror, and I Beautiful. said, well, I have to buy it. Um, and it sat on the... Sh- like, I watched it, and the first time I watched it, I was kind of like, yeah, that was fun, that was goofy, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, maybe, no, maybe... Like, I kept kind of going back and forth about it. <laughs> then... I every once in a while there there'll be those movies that I'm always like on the fence about. So I decide, all right, I'm just gonna sit down and watch some of those and see if any of them check enough boxes where I think we could do an episode. And I was watching it, and the one moment was so ridiculous that I took my phone, filmed my TV screen, and posted it on TikTok with the question, "Should we discuss this on Horror Movie Night?" And the comments that I did get were like a resounding. Of course you should watch this. Because it's terrible. And and our (laughs) listeners, this is the problem, Kyle. You don't understand yet, but you will very Mm -hmm. fucking soon that people listen because they want us to hurt. And (laughs) and, and, and like even the people that I think care about us, they're they're my enemy when it comes to the podcast. Like they're great people outside of the podcast, but then when it comes Mm -hmm. to horror movie night, they're like, you need to suffer for my energy. You're just their, they're just their puppet, Scott. That's all. Yes. And they are the puppet master. Oh shit. Which one are we going to (laughs) watch? Which one is this? We watched all the good ones. (laughs) It's already happened. We watched one through four. You don't need to watch past. You know, and I talk to you daily and have talked to you more or less daily for the better part of a decade at this point. And, I still can't tell when you're being serious or not about what a quote unquote good puppet master movie is or what a good movie is in general because you're like, oh, it's good for our show. Like, that means nothing. That's literal yeah. gobbledygook. Look, I'll tell you something that, that Kyle's Kyle's learning this firsthand. If you if you scroll through that letterbox ratings, it's all over the place. Because I know that I gave this movie about a star and a half more than Kyle did on Letterboxd. <laughs> because my ability to watch it and be entertained and chuckle at the shittiness will mm-hmm. always gain it a couple of stars yeah. in my I review. Gave, I gave it a star more than it deserved. Uh, <laughs> what were you which was a star? one star. But for similar, the, the sentiment is similar. Yeah, uh, well, because... That. This movie's bad. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, no, this movie's brilliant. No, it's really. No. Matt, it's not about that. I think that you have a different scale because you're like, this movie would be fun in a group. And you yes. forget that the vast majority of the shit, that literal shit that we watch for this show, we watch alone. And yep. so the, the, <laughs> the only positive that you could get from a viewing experience of Loch Ness Horror is lost on us. <laughs> I mean, Kyle, did you watch it alone or did you make your poor wife and child watch it with you? I made my poor wife watch it with me, who had a great time. That's what I'm saying. It's a great... I think that this is... The thing that makes this movie work... Look, (laughs) the movie's bad. What makes this movie work, and this is a thing I've talked about a million times, which is people really going all in on a bad idea, right? Like, they are so proud of this Nessie prop. They don't waste a single second of Nessie having screen time where that thing is not the main focus of what's going Dude, on. And it's so, not that impressive of a, of no. a creature effect. They, they do it so much so that by the end, the last maybe 20 minutes of the movie, I'm like, so you're talking about a creature 
a mysterious <laughs> mystical creature that's never been seen. Like, has been maybe seen a few times, right? That's the whole idea of Nessie. Just popping up all fucking day. And it's giving everybody, night. anybody, anyone, <laughs> one-eyed fucking people, like, an opportunity to see this thing. Like, now any time God. of day and night. I don't know. It's like, it's fucking bon- I was like, okay, so the whole mystique of Nessie is now gone. Because it's no. just <laughs> there. Well, you like, you weren't, in, you weren't entertained by a movie that starts off with a high action looking through a telescope from a safe distance scene to kick then, off the movie. <laughs> I, I, was that stop motion or was that like in the giant claw when it was just military footage? <laughs> I, I think it was just I think it was just stock footage, military yeah. footage. But we watched we of course watched a really bad VHS rip of this. Yeah, um, I was well. about to say like you I know that you and I watched a bad VHS rip on YouTube, I wonder mm. how much worse it was than Matt's shitty VHS PS rip because it I'm couldn't sure be that it was much about worse. the same. Yeah, it was. It, Everyone this was like squiggly lines. This was clearly okay. So it was probably <laughs> better. Nessie somehow. Nessie yeah. was yeah, clear. Nessie was, okay, so it was definitely yeah. clearer than what you guys got. But I and and don't get me wrong, I love VHS PS. I love the service that they provide. I feel like in the last four or five years, they've really started to care about making sure that their DVDs are quality. And this was very early in me mm. buying from VHSPS, where it's just like, by any means necessary, get that bad boy out there for the public. But that's the thing is that I don't know if I want high quality VHSPS. Like the whole mystique and attraction of that company's business model is that you have a digital copy that you can watch forever that's at that really questionable quality of the movie. Let me clarify what I mean by that. Because they're not putting shit out on 4K or anything. No, I know that. (laughs) So they're always trying to seek a good copy on VHS. So you still get like the pops and the lines but it's at least like you can see it yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. but i think in the very beginning of their business model it was it was not that case because i've definitely watched a couple early vhs phs tapes where it's like like the the bottom of the screens up here and the top of the screens <laughs> down here a little bit and it's like all right hopefully that fixes itself soon <laughs> the, the, cra- the crazy thing about this movie on that platform on vhs ps is that not only is like even if they got the best quality that they could of this, this movie has all the attributes of a bad quality VHSPS on baseline. So it's yes. got a ton of day for night, which I guess yeah. oh, I yeah. looked up because I was not familiar with this director, but I guess he's like a schlock master. Um, <laughs> and this is one of his later later films, if not his last film. But he has like it's stock footage, it's day for night, it's a couple other things that I had seen, but he is like known for doing that stuff. And this day for night, let me tell you, I didn't realize that maybe this movie was supposed to take place over a day or two. I thought it was like day, night, day, oh, night, day, I night. I didn't day, catch night. that either. I thought that it I, was like weeks. Nope, this is apparently forty eight hours about yeah. <laughs> over a 48 hour period it's, it's not so a good movie fun. again it's a really bad movie but it's a it's a fun bad movie i, I, I didn't think... enjoy myself matt i just want you to know <laughs> well, listen let me tell you a little story scott i was hanging out this with a help. listener of the show eli he's not just a listener of the show he's family he's family he's friends he's all of that stuff and we were talking about last shark and he goes the funniest thing about last shark is that i re-listened to that episode 
And Scott was not as into that movie <laughs> at the time that you recorded that episode as he was retrospectively. Now, am I saying that Loch Ness, Loch Ness R is going to have that transition? Probably not. Hell it's no. not worth it's, no. it's, no. it's a movie that's funny for about five minutes. Yeah, it, but then it's an hour and 40. But <laughs> Last Shark, here's the thing about Last Shark is I have watched it multiple times. I think I've watched it two more times since we did an episode on it. Yeah. And it has marinated in my skull for a couple years. And I'm assuming by the time this comes out, I'll have watched it in a group finally. Yeah. And I am pretty stoked because, I mean, I'm going to be tired as hell by that point, but um, I, I may be asleep. I'm not promising anybody anything. I'm just going to go ahead and give a give a quick Oh, crack. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got a nip of doors <laughs> uh, and in, in my scares that care uh, shot class. But wow. I got this because... It's the cheapest and worst scotch that they have at the liquor store. <laughs> and we watch the cheapest and worst worst Scottish, not really Scottish people in this movie. Wait, the are you trying to tell me that those accents weren't authentic? <laughs> I was going to ask you, did you, you not hear it that. slip right into, she's the, she's the most Scottish woman from Branson, Missouri that I've ever met. <laughs> um, <laughs> she came straight out of Oklahoma in Branson and onto this set. And it shows. Man, that it theater shows. kid joke just has legs for days. <laughs> oh, I also learned to not have a half a pint of whiskey and just <laughs> settle for the nip. I'm just, I've learned my lesson from uh, Red Queen. There's definitely those moments. She, her first appearance in this movie is so strange. It, it feels like it could have been written for like Napoleon Dynamite. It has yes. no place in she here. She is... She's the girl from Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. Except with, I like her bangs a lot. Yeah. In the yeah, grand her, the hair 2022 great. scheme of horror movie night, I must comment on how much I love, <laughs> how effusive I am about the uh, feminine hairdos in this in 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 the the discussion. But yeah, so Tina from Napoleon Dynamite with a Scottish accent girl comes Don't down. Channel. And she goes, wait, Tina, whatever the girl from Waterworld. Oh, my God. She's the girl from Waterworld. I guess <laughs> yeah, she is. She comes downstairs and she says she's like, oh, you're American. Is it true that in America you can go to movies more than once a month and that you look at pornographic material? And he's like, yes. And then she and just she runs, runs away. <laughs> but she does like the weirdest run where her arms don't move. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think that's what gives the Napoleon Dynamite vibe. Yeah, definitely, one hundred percent. Like it just sets up that uh, Scottish people are prude. I guess. Yes. Like I, I don't I'm know very what. Confused. I, don't I don't know what know. the movie's trying to say, but again, they love this prop. Prop keeps showing up, kills a lot of. Th there's a pretty high body count in this movie for a mysterious, elusive Nessie. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, even the park rangers with machine guns for no reason can't take it down. <laughs> I could not believe that they were trying to lift a parking gate and then all of a sudden they whipped out their machine guns to shoot at Nessie. <laughs> I was like, this isn't Border Patrol. Like, in Scotland? That's, that scene is amazing for a couple of reasons. That's that's what I wrote down as the broad daylight attack, which, I mean, for all we know, that could have supposed to have been midnight. Yes. But yeah, yeah, there's no... It, it, it's, it's like 30 days of night. Where it's, it's, that, it's, it's that slow motion... Because it's, I'm sure the shot of Nessie biting the dude in the shoulder was all of five seconds, but they slow that shit down to make sure that they can get a good minute and a half. And then the score is just straight up ripping off Psycho for a couple minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I was like, this is, this is out of control. But man, you have that, you have the sleeping bag scene, you've got the raft kill. There's definitely, they reuse the same footage of that Nessie head underwater a couple times. 
times mm-hmm. where it's just like it looks like the they had no control over keeping that head stable in water, so it's just kind of like bopping around, like it's trying to get back to the surface, and they're it's probably doing their best has, to keep it down. It has <laughs> to be in the same level of the Jaws mechanical shark, right? Like it has to. They must have only gotten a couple shots, like that they were able to use. <laughs> Oh, and yeah. make it happen. Luckily, they did all the land stuff first, so they just like leaned into Nessie on land, yeah, uh, as much as they could. And I think that it is. I think you're right. This movie is as good as Jaws. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what I said. I yeah, said that's, that's verbatim that's exactly what, you what said. I said. Yes. The only other thing that I definitely want to make sure we bring up. I described this scene as the uh, Jurassic Park fireside chat sequence. Where someone yeah. is desperately trying to teach about Nessie, and this guy's just like, "But how do they get it on?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the the wildest thing about that is that this movie scooped Jurassic Park by over a decade. Yep, wild. Michael Crichton had saw fucking in this movie. Steven Spielberg, that goddamn hack, just <laughs> <laughs> just sitting there watching Loch Ness art. and just taking There's, notes without a doubt. There's no doubt in my mind. Fun fact, uh, those people canoodling at the fireside chat were actually Carly and I at 16, (laughs) pretending that nobody noticed. No one could tell. I do like that the last sort of section, if not the last line, was Branson, Missouri, and the really rude American, for no reason, looking at the Loch Ness Monster's egg, and I think she asks, are you thinking what I'm thinking? To which I look over to Carly, and say, are they going to drop it off at the fire department like it's an orphan <laughs> child? Um, I thought you were going to say are they going to raise, or are they going to raise this baby like it's their own? Oh, yeah. No, was, it's like a family photo album of them just like pushing a stroller with a baby is, Nessie. The credits <laughs> rolls and it's just snapshots of them. Oh, the man. egg hasn't hatched. It's just yeah. them at the petting zoo. While walking <laughs> on sunshine plays loudly in the background. Yes. <laughs> they wow. go into London and see Big Ben. <laughs> it's the, I was, you know, when this, I didn't, again, I went in completely blind on this, but when their credit rolled saying that Nessie was created by two people, I was like, okay, like there's, maybe there's potential for a great monster in this movie. And that wasn't the case, (laughs) but it was very fun. I I had a lot of fun with it. It's, it's just good, dumb. It's good, dumb entertainment. Mm Mm-hmm. Hello, everyone. We're Superhero Stuff You Should Know. And if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance. We got action. Romance. We got comedy. We got everything you need, man. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know for all your superhero needs. Uh, ro- I, I don't know about this romance. What part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches. And then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know. All right. So come on down to... Su- Wait, why did I say come on down? To Superhero Stuff You Should Know. What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. 
If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Hey, do you have an idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? Or do you have an already existing podcast that you want to take to the next level? Well, check out weknowpodcasting.com. From concept development to theme music to editing to logos, weknowpodcasting.com is a one-stop shop for all things pod. Don't hesitate to hit us up. We're very nice. Hey, Matt. Yeah. So you picked this. Mm -hmm. What would you be tormenting your friends with after Loch Ness Horror? Uh, Literally a similar, almost identical movie that I've also gone back and forth about picking because I actually have nostalgia tied to it, so I won't get too deep into it, but uh, a little little claymation Nessie film called Crater Lake Monster uh, from, I I want to say the late 70s, similar to Loch Ness. You haven't talked about that on the show, have you? No. This was one of the first times I really got duped by a VHS cover. Like the VH, if you look up the VHS cover for Crater Crater Lake Monster, that shit looks tight. <laughs> That's not what it looks like in the actual movie. Oh, that. Oh, you have talked about this garbage on the show before. Yeah, no, I mean the cover looks like it could be the album cover of like a Viking metal band, <laughs> but like. But that was not what I got with this. Also, the Loch Ness horror cover is really sweet. <laughs> but they okay. saved their entire budget to do Loch Ness horror posters. Art, yeah, posters. <laughs> uh, but how about you, Scott? Thank you so much for asking me. What about you? Do you have a double feature? I do have a double feature. Now I have two. Um, I, I would so we would start with Loch Ness horror, and then we'd have like a little intermission where we kind of warm ourselves up to better content by watching the Loch Ness monster episode of uh, the creep show TV show. Um, mm-hmm. Do you guys see that episode? I think it was season two. No, I missed that. It's one. not a great episode, but it's, it's one. fun. It, it, it's, yeah. it's very well done. Um, it's like definitely of all of the episodes I've seen, I think it is the lowest budget one. Um, but in a charming way. And then, so you kind of get yourself out of the, the Loch Ness horror, um, vibe. And then you go with stupid asshole Americans getting their comeuppance and you watch American Werewolf in Paris. Boom. Love it. Of course, Matt Kelly is all about that. Kyle. (laughs) Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and go with another Myth, not myth. I shouldn't say mythological creature. Cryptozoological. Uh, yes, uh, cryptozoological creature film that is bad in its own way, uh, and it's a movie called Big and Hairy. It's a TV movie about Bigfoot playing basketball, and from '98. Um, and I'm just gonna say that that's my double feature because if we're watching one, Dorito, whichever one we start with, Doritos has been started. And the night is young, uh, so whichever way you slice it, it's going to be a great double feature. Yeah, you opened up a bag, you got to finish it. Um, you got to so finish that's it. That's not how Doritos work, Matt. Maybe so, like Doritos, but not Doritos. And yeah. I mean, yeah. I just always assume we're talking about the chips at all times. <laughs> at all times. So I did want to mention this because it was almost going to be a double feature, and then I thought, no, I'm not going to make people watch that. Kyle, I think you probably Braveheart? have seen this. Yes. No, uh... <laughs> 
Paul, Paul, no, not Paul Verhoeven. That's not the person I'm thinking of. Who's the guy who did Grizzly Man? Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog made a mockumentary called uh, Beneath Loch Ness, where it shot like a very serious documentary where Werner is trying to find the Loch Ness monster. And for 90 minutes, it's played very, very straight. And then in the last 10 minutes, Nessie attacks the ship and he falls underwater and you get like this shot of like the Nessie floating past the camera and shit. And it's, it would have been a great 15 minute short. (laughs) It did not need to be a feature length movie, but like the concept, it's like, oh man, if this was like an episode of like a new version of Tales from the Crypt or a creep Mm -hmm. show, it would have been perfect. But, but feature length, maybe not so much. Um, Yeah, that's rough. All right, so we got double features down. Is there anything else we talk about on this show? Uh, we also have to talk about what did we watch. And Matt, why don't you oh. tell us what you have watched, listened to, read, or otherwise enjoyed in the past week? So I'm, I'm not even halfway. I'm, I'm about a fifth of the way through uh, attempting to watch all 11 seasons of MASH. Oh, and God. I've had to talk about MASH on three different podcasts now every single time i reach out to ashley victoria robinson to do any podcast she always responds with can i talk about mash um because it's her favorite show of all time uh so is it her fault sort of uh she even told me she's like look if there was a mash halloween movie i would have picked that for horror movie night like she's like i would have found the the coven um but I you know I like old humor. It definitely is stuff that reminds me of of my grandfather and, and stuff like that. But I gotta tell you, I am kind of taken aback. Right, you're watching the show. It's obviously a '70s show, which does mean that there are problematic elements. There's stuff that didn't age well. Uh, you know, pretty much any person who isn't white is playing a v uh, is a uh, playing a um, Korean person, regardless of what their ethnicity is. So that's not a a great look but to then simultaneously have like i think it's like episode six someone rolls in and uses the like g word slur and immediately the main character is just like you say that word again over here and you can get the hell out like it's like it depicts these characters as being like very like against that type of light like it it's it's weird in the sense of like you know, watching it in 2022, you're like, oh, you probably shouldn't say that word at all. But then I'm like, man, for 1976 to like put a stand against using racial slurs, like at that point for doing more than one episode about the bigoted Republican member of the team trying to out a gay soldier and then fighting for equality, like is like, that feels really progressive by 1973 standards, like in a, in kind of a big way. So it's, it's one of those things where, Yes, a lot of it hasn't aged well, but simultaneously, a lot of it is way more forward thinking than any of the other shows that were being put on television in the 70s. So it's definitely an interesting thought experiment. And it taps into what I love. Obviously, I love stuff like Scrubs. I really like that it it will be this goofy, wacky comedy with a laugh track and then like a switch flips out of nowhere and it gets very serious and like doesn't shy away from like these dudes are in a war that they don't want to be in. They don't want to be there. They hate that they're there. They would do anything to come back home. Um, And the laugh track goes away. I know that I had read somewhere that the creator of the show didn't want there to be a laugh track at all. 
the studio insisted and his one conceit was I will allow you to give me a laugh track, but we will not ever have a laugh track when they are in surgery. Like, I don't mm. care. Even if they make jokes, we cannot have people laughing while someone is dying on a table in front of these characters. So it, it, it is a pretty interesting time capsule. Uh, and I'm enjoying I'm enjoying the ride. It's it's 268 episodes, um, which I did the math the one day. You could watch the entire run of M.A.S.H. twice before you could listen to the run of horror movie night <laughs> once, which is kind of insane to think about. I think that their production value is slightly higher than ours, though. <laughs> Just a little um, bit. But uh, that's uh, so MASH. Check it out. It's a little known show that no one's ever heard of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kyle, you want to follow up? Yeah, uh, I'll also jump on a, on a show. I have been watching, I, was it season 14 of Drag Race? Uh, okay. I'm behind. I'm behind. <laughs> um, I I really fell out of love with Drag Race for a little while. Mm-hmm. Same. It didn't feel, well, RuPaul feels a little problematic at times uh, now. Like, Ru just is sort of like a... It's like capitalism, capitalism, like, yes, yeah, capitalism ruins Rue in a lot of ways, it feels like, um, I shouldn't say capitalism, but what, but capitalism ruined Rue, uh, and I think, you know, the production of the show felt a little, like, fucking monotonous, but this season, um, obviously, a winner has been chosen, and we're just catching up, and I already know who the winner is, but I don't know any other beats of the show, or any other, like, major points, so... Carly and I are just watching it um, for the enjoyment of it. It's just, I, I, it does, it doesn't feel as forced as some of those other past couple of seasons. And like, you know, UK is its own thing. Canada is a lot of fun um, because Rue's not on it. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I really liked win. Canada. I liked <laughs> Canada a lot. Um, UK fi- kind of annoyed me come season two, but this one feels a little bit back to form. Uh, I'm enjoying it, and we're just throwing it on when we have we have time. Hey, you know, I haven't watched any movies or anything. I've been listening to a lot of music, but we'll we'll get to that another time. But RuPaul's Drag Race has has given me a little bit more joy uh, this it, season. Than... I I haven't even heard the Fright School guys talk about it this year, yeah. so I, I I feel like this has definitely been the least watched well, season and of I, RuPaul's. I think Drag that Race. Dragula really stepped it up. Yeah, uh, for in their most recent season, that people were like, oh, there's alternatives to this you yes. know it's like enough time has passed where there are alternatives there's alternative drag content to rupaul's drag race that you yeah. can watch and yeah. enjoy um especially because you know, it's so. like there's there is some there's some rough edges will be yeah. the the safe way to say with yeah. rupaul they may have yeah. said some things that weren't the the best about a community that should probably be getting a lot more support from the drag community than no they get shit. sometimes god what have you been watching reading listening to etc I've been saving this one. I didn't watch it this week, but um, I have been waiting to compliment Loch Ness Horror with something that gave me the same vibe. I was at my parents' house for Easter, and I found a tape. Uh-oh. More fucking dinosaurs. I've mentioned yes. this before, haven't I? Yes, I didn't you remember have. the name of it. But yeah, I, the- I found my copy of More Dinosaurs. I love the fact that the, um, the production company is Twin Tower. That just oh. shows you. Um, it, it, distributed by Twin Tower Enterprises Incorporated. 
Studio City, California, 1986. Midwich Entertainment Incorporated. How long is that runtime on that? I want to oh, say 20 minutes. 30 minutes. Yeah, it's 30 minute yeah. runtime. I realized in rewatching it for the first time in 30 years, easily, probably more like 34 years, I'd say. I mean, I, I was very young when I uh, would watch this. I, I, this was one of those few tapes that we had that I would watch, finish, watch again, because I was allowed to mm -hmm. because it was only 30 minutes long, right? It is worse for wear, but in a loving way. Um, I don't know. I should probably digitize this before it completely turns to dust you're saying vhsps doesn't want it <laughs> i mean vhsps <laughs> needs to have it it this is yeah. this is qu more quality than matt's drug yeah. psa in rewatching it i realized that i think th th this is my expectation this was the first piece of monster content of my life because it's these two guys that are like it's this guy they're sitting in in a in a like a basement study with like you know like the the wood panel lined walls but it's not actually wood panel it's just the you know the cheap stuff and the and they both have gigantic coke bottle glasses on and the one the brunette guy is like you're gonna go on an adventure to find more dinosaurs but as the blonde guy goes on his advent his safari to find more dinosaurs uh because this is the i didn't realize as a child but this was the the sequel to dinosaurs the brown haired guy is turning into a dinosaur. There's one point where like he 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 pulls he scratches his face with basically like a raptor claw and then he's he's slowly turning into a dinosaur and I think that that this might be the nucleus of this who I am Roger as a person story. Yes, yeah. that's amazing. I, I could I couldn't believe that it was still there. I so I I was almost positive because I knew that the one tape that tape that I had acquired called invasion of the dinosaurs also came under another name and i was almost positive that this is what you're going to talk about it's not but i will send you invasion of the dinosaurs no you won't that you'll get a kick Just give it to me when i see you no i'm not giving you the tape brother yeah. i'll send you the digitized <laughs> version of the... yeah. i'm sorry i didn't say it was, i didn't say it was a tape i didn't say it was a tape uh, but i will send you the it's, it's a prized possession i remember I the... the tape it's much yeah. easier to watch a, 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 like a, i will i will send you the digitized version. yeah thank you and, and it's, I it's another half an hour and it ends with an amazing song about dinosaurs what, what listeners don't know is that i am now the proud owner of a 4k copy of demon wind thanks to the one and only kyle um klaus yeah, what is your middle name again <laughs> klaus christoph is what i christoph, told people in yeah. elementary school to be a fucking again edgelord uh there's a lot of edging here um what an asshole no luckily i luckily fucking thank god for my wife i took on part of her name so now i have at least a t in there to throw off the monotony uh, no my middle name's rob my middle name's robert just for the fucking record <laughs> all right it's robert Right, and my social security number is. Yeah, <laughs> please. Uh, all right. So last thing, we got an email. Uh, this is from August of 2001. So we're officially past 2001. a year old email. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, we're getting there. 2001? Uh, 2001. Oh, sorry. 2021. 2021. It took way too long for you to re revise sorry. that statement. Whatever. I'm there. Uh, so this is, <laughs> this is from Jason. Uh, he said, new fan slash never have I ever. He said, hey, guys, I've been listening for a while now. Love the show. This is specifically for Matt, though. Uh, you asked for people to talk about the TV show Never Have I Ever, and I'm your guy. I just finished both seasons of that and all of Atypical with my daughter, who's 16. 
They were both fantastic. My daughter is a night owl, and I don't get home from shows until the small hours of the night, so we watch stuff that she picks when we do have time together. Uh, we also watched the anime Death Note a while ago, and it was pretty rad. I think mm. if you love horror and comedy, then psychologically, they scratch the same itch. Uh, by the way, my sister-in-law does special effects for horror movies. She did Wally's Wonderland a while back, which I know you guys lean more that. towards the classics, but I'd love to hear you do an episode on it because that movie's batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, love the shows. I will be getting one of those t-shirts for horror movie night that you talk about on the episodes. Here's to another five years. And P.S. I'm a metal fan from way back when, and I absolutely love your theme song. Horns yes. up for whoever wrote it. <laughs> so Scott. Oh, thank you. I did great on the theme song. <laughs> no, so Scott, you've got a fan of, of the theme song, which to this day, I, I still don't think I know all the words to that song. How? It's not hard. Understand there's me. one there's one line that I always like I'm like what is he saying there let's break down the lyrics real quick because this seems like a fine time to do it okay so a killer's on the, the loose terror- killer's on the loose there's nothing you can do a sickening stench stench a ghastly scene you almost wretch that's okay I got the almost wretch mm. I didn't know what the, the yes, lead into that I was. knew I knew that a ghastly <laughs> scene you almost wretch no happy ending or yeah no happy ending the monsters win. win. Yeah, the monsters win. A spray of blood as screams begin. You won't put up a fight. It's horror movie night. Yes, it's horror movie yeah. night. It's Get comfortable okay. in your grave. Flickering screens and slave. You won't. Put oh, up a that's fight. okay. That night. may be the part that I'm like. I don't know. Yeah, what we gotta here. get. We gotta get this together for our live performance. Yeah, we're gonna have to do. Uh, Scott, the live stream. Yeah, you're on the hook to do a, a live performance of it. Acoustic. <laughs> yeah, I've got no, a I'm banjo. Br- and I'm gonna bring guitar. my like my amp, my guitar. <laughs> I'm gonna bring. I got a practice amp. What? Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. I know exactly what your practice amp sounds like. I remember when you used to when we used to do Maddie Morphin Power Rangers. It's so good. The only other thing that uh, I wanted to pull from that email real quick to to quickly talk about is uh yes, we do have horror movie night t-shirts. You can find them if you go to hmnpodcast.com. There's a store button that will link you up. We're also on Etsy and uh was it T Public? Is We're that where we got some public? And the T Public stuff some exclusives. is exclusive. Yeah. Yep. But you can get a sweet blood hook uh, shirt that was designed by Benji. That. Yeah, Man. I love my blood hook shirt. Yo, are I you wear it. Kidding me? This is news to me. Yeah, it yeah, says a fishing is rude. <laughs> okay, so blood hook's been talked about. Okay, yeah. I'll take that off. Yeah, that is, <laughs> that is so sad that you weren't here for that because blood hook is definitely I, one of the things I am most proud of bringing to the show. Yeah. It's a fucking great show. For me, it's Loch Ness Monster. Um, So (laughs) that that was the name right. That was the Loch Ness Horror from 1982, as picked by me. Uh, Tune in next week for even more Horror Movie Night. I believe Scott's up on the docket. And uh, from what the link was that I just got before we hit record, uh, pretty excited. Not going to lie, pretty excited. if, If I can give the listeners one hint, the... The thing that these two have in common is what I like to call the boom of doom. Buzz off, Scott. (laughs) 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 So, so, as always, shoot us some emails, hmnpodcast at gmail.com. Obviously, we've been reading them on the air, but we're up to August of last year, so we're getting close to where your emails will get read pretty quickly. Uh, And also, we're getting geared up for listener submit it month, so... If you got a movie that you've always thought, yo, those dudes should talk about that shit, 
uh, now's the time to submit that email to us. We've completely erased all of the emails from last year. So if your movie didn't get picked last year, feel free to try again. I know that when I was scrolling through the emails, someone did request what we're talking about next week. So, you know, we got there sort of. And as always, hit up our Patreon, patreon.com backslash HMN podcast for tons of great content, including maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll talk about cryptozoology. Uh, so tune in for all of the good horror movie night jazz every Thursday night. Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance, we got action, romance. we got comedy, we got everything you need, man. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know for all your superhero needs. Uh, ro- I, I don't know about this romance, what part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches, and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know! Alright, so come on down to su- wait, why did I say come on down? To Superhero Stuff You Should Know. What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.